Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Sunday will be a tough game. We all know um, away from home, Motherwell are a good side. They've got ambitions to, to stay in the top half of the table. We lost the second game in 60 games, this team. So prove they can bounce back from disappointment. That's what we have to do on Sunday. Football show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Davy Proven. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 700. So for this weekend, top of the table Celtic have Tom Rogic back from Australian duty. He's available for the match at Motherwell on Sunday at 1.30. Ange Postacoglu, not only top of the table, but he's named manager of the month for January. For Rangers, Alfredo Morales is back and available for the game with Hearts on Sunday. Aaron Ramsey's star signing of a few days ago, he's still to be assessed tomorrow. Davy Proven for Celtic, top of the table, but Ange saying, let's see what happens come May. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Celtic couldn't possibly be in a better place right now after that performance and result the other night. Um, huge statement, I think, that, that Celtic made. Uh, you know, I, I imagine that, that Celtic could win the game, but not as comprehensively as they, they did. Players coming back from injury as well now, all looking so good for Celtic. Davey and Barry were with us live, as you know, the other night during the game and then afterwards. And Barry, I see today in the paper and the record, you're saying no desire, no fight. I don't even have the strength and energy to get angry. Giovanni should sit them down and make them watch a rerun of the match until they're too embarrassed to look him in the eye. I know you stand by that. Have you? Are you feeling any better about the Rangers' performance? 3-0 Celtic. Listen, it's. I sat in this studio and it was um, certainly the first 45 minutes was worrying, no doubt about it. A lot of people say they got a reaction in the second half. I believe it's it's easy when it's when you're three 0 down. I want to see a reaction at nothing each. I want to see a reaction at one 0 down. Um, but look, overall, I think all the Rangers fans would agree with me. It's just um, it wasn't good enough in the first half, and simply Celtic blew Rangers away. Um, but now. It's all about a reaction. Um, they've got Hearts coming to Ibrooks at four o'clock and and Sunday afternoon, and um, the Rangers fans, I'll expect them to come out the traps and and get the three points because um, obviously it was really disappointing Wednesday, no doubt about that. So many calls came in last night. Craig Moore was on with Rob, John Hartson as well. You can have your say tonight. David Proven, Barry Ferguson. 0808 17 17 700. David the Caravan moves on. So yeah. there's still quite a few games to go. There's one point in it. But are Celtic now the favourites to win the title? I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, given the way that they, they took Rangers apart the other night, I think Celtic have the momentum. I, I think there's a, a bigger picture for Giovanni van Bronckhorst and I, I think he's in a similar position to what Neil Lennon found himself in a couple of seasons ago. I don't know if you remember that when Celtic lost to Fjern's Varus, Neil Lennon said that there's too many of these guys working their ticket. They, they want to be somewhere else and, and if it was up to me, they could go right now. And I, I think Rangers' dressing room is not a settled dressing room. And I'm thinking about guys like 
Alan McGregor, Stephen Davis, um, Scott Arfield, who might not be there next season. Connor Goldson's mind, I don't think, has been on it all season. Morales, Aribo and Kent going into the last year of their contract this summer. And I think there's there's a lot of players who have a lot on their mind. Who are, I, I don't think it's a settled Rangers dressing room at the moment. And they're certainly lacking the togetherness that, that saw them win the title last season. Barry, what would you say to that? Yeah, it's a good point Davey makes. There, there is people, um, the older players, i.e. Alan McGregor, Devo and Scott Arfield going out of contract and also the ones that are always in the, the newspapers, the interest down south. Um, so... That's something that I'm sure Gio will, will need to um, sort out pretty soon. And I think come the summer, you'll probably you'll see um, a big change in the Rangers squad. I think you'll see a few players go and a few players um, coming in. Um, but I go back to it. It is what it is now. Nobody can go anywhere. Disappointing as it was on Wednesday night. No doubt about that. This group of players need to get together. And now they need to show a serious reaction. Um, and that's what the Rangers fans will expect Paul um, they need to go out and show that they're willing to fight and take this title down to the wire and they start on Sunday 4 o'clock against Hearts it's not going to be easy yep. Hearts are a decent team Robbie Nielsen you've got to give him credit he got a bit of flag last year mm-hmm. he'd done what he had to do um, with Hearts and get them promoted and I think I, I think um, since Hearts have come into the Premier League this season you cannot be in, impressed by them. Um, I've watched them, they've got really good players and I think they'll come to Ibrooks with a mindset to try and win the game. I don't think they'll come and sit back. So Rangers will, will be in for a tough one but it'll be interesting to see how they react. I think Rangers will make a few, I think, sorry, Gio will make a few changes as well. Mm. No doubt about it, he wasn't happy. He's seen that at half-time. He made three changes so I could see a few more changes to the start in 11 and, and Sunday. And how, how do you bounce back if you're, for example, Borna Barisic? And he's not alone. He took three of them off at half-time, Davey. How does that affect you? I guess it could go either way. Yeah, you. yeah I mean, it was yeah. astonishing to see a, a senior, experienced international player make basic mistakes that you'd ex- expect of a, a, a youngster. Um, Barisic is another one that would put into the category of his mind might be elsewhere if you remember after the Old Firm game last season it looked as if he was on his way it was almost a farewell uh, wave he was given to the, the Rangers supporters I think he thought he was leaving the club then um, but the other night I, I don't know how you explain that performance I said during the game that it was a Rangers side that I just I, I didn't recognise that as a Rangers side certainly had no resemblance to, to the team that won the title by 25 points last season and whatever is wrong in that dressing room, Giovanni van Bronckhorst, I think, has his work cut out retaining this title. Right, we're going in the lines in one minute. Let's hear from both managers. First from Ange Postacoglu. I do look at the table. It's just that I don't let that guide me in my you know, feedback I give to the players or guide my mood, you know, or guide my attitude about you know, what's ahead because... Like I said, the goal was never, well, oh, let's get the top spot. You know, we've got to get the top spot. Because if, you, if you're if you so focused on that and you get there like we did, then what do you do next? You know, what's the next level for the players? So we've never spoken about being on top or being in first place or having a certain amount of points. So all we've spoken about is every week just being the best team we can be and trying to improve. And that when, you know, the trophies are handed out, that we're, we're, we're in there. Here's Giovanni Van Bronckers saying he's going to stick to the style that he likes. Well, of course, I believe in my my way of playing. I mean, it's you know, it's it's easy to say now it's working, and you know, in the first eight games, I didn't hear about that. So, 
it's very easy to say it now, but uh, I believe in the system. But we need to uh, make sure we are keep doing the things we, uh, you know, we uh, we always did. And those are the basic things, you know, to uh, to track back, to to make sure you mark your man, uh, to get the aggression, you know, the the the, the moments we can go forward, we have to we have to take them, you know. I, I'm sure if if we have those things um, back or or do much better than we did the last couple of games, we'll be fine. Sean's on the line. Sean, good evening. Good evening, guys. How you doing? Yeah, will be a happy sure. man, but me and Barry won't be. Now, I see that performance on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday night. Yep. That was absolutely shocking, that performance. The first half, uh, Celtic could have won about 6 or 7 now that game. We, Rangers were just no one at all. I was close to actually going watching the soaps in the second half. That's how bad it got, um, Paul, mate. You were nearly over to Corrie rather than watching what was happening in Kerrydale Street rather yep. than Coronation Street. Sean, yes, for yes, you yes. as well, your Rangers daft. I haven't spoken to you for some yep. time. Um, what do you think went wrong then? The attitude of the players? Why, how did they give, why did they give Celtic so much, so much space? I just don't think there was any hunger. I just, I don't know. It just a lot of belief fans without the Rangers team. I don't know what the problem is because obviously if they knew where it was, they'd get sorted. But I just didn't see any hunger. And Selleck just, Selleck could have scored as many as they wanted, Paul. It was just a one-sided game. I thought Rangers in the second half came out a wee bit, but by then the game was over. Barry. Yeah, listen, I listened to Joe's interview and I don't think there's anything wrong with he's he's set up at the team, 4-3-3. At the end of the the interview, he's spot on. There was no aggression. They didn't get close to him. People weren't tracking their runners. People weren't weren't getting against who they were meant to get against. And it's plain and simple. You can go on and you can talk to your blue in the face about the tactical side of the game. But it was... uh, the alarming thing for me was the amount of space that Celtic got certainly in the wide areas um, and that's something that I'm sure Gio would have been speaking about um, the last couple of days privately going through the 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 game he'll go through that he'll, he'll sit the players down make sure they watch that because I don't think that will happen again it can't happen again How are they reacting to the criticism, Barry? It's part of it. Davey will tell you when you play at the old firm and you get a defeat. I've been in the the receiving end of a a couple of doings from Celtic and it's not nice, but that's, listen, it's part and parcel of being an old firm player. But was it ever because of lack of effort? I don't remember that being the case. No, just because you get beat by your closest rivals. Listen, I get beat a few times, as I said, 6-2 and um, 5-1, I think it was. Um, But one thing about it is... We were still getting close and we're still attempting to close them down and, and showing a bit of aggression. I didn't see that. It slightly changed in the second half, but as I said, it's easy when you're 3-0 down. And um, the, the, po- the only positive really I can take out of the game was seeing Ryan Jack back in a Rangers jersey yeah. the second 45 mm-hmm. minutes. He was one that showed what it's all about, mm-hmm. good quality on the ball, but also showed a bit of heart and determination. Davy, what did you see? You've reflected on it, you've watched it yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the one thing that you don't expect to get in an old firm game is time on the ball. Um, because the, the pace is normally so frantic. And it was just astonishing to see Celtic getting the ball into their, their wide players' feet. And Abad and Jota being able to take a couple of touches, get turned and get running it at either fullback. Um, when, you know, if, if you're a fullback playing in that game, you are wanting to nail the wide player as he's receiving the ball. You, you don't want to give them time. And Rangers just stood off Celtic. And it was all the more remarkable because Rangers, within five minutes, we said, look, 
there's no high press from Rangers they've come to sit in maybe win the game in a counter attack maybe that's the idea but by sitting deep and compact should make it easier for Rangers to go and put the bite on Celtic but there was no bite at all Yeah you could see his game plan was to sit off as David just mentioned once they come into Rangers half you have got to go and close the ball down I mean, I don't know. I, I couldn't believe I was astonished with the amount of room. And I keep going back to it. The amount of room that Abada and Jota got. Mm-hmm. For me, Ian Martley too before the game and say, really two danger men. No doubt about it. And if you give good players space and time, they're going to hurt you. And that's what Rangers done. Um, slightly different in the second half when they made the changes. But as, um, as the caller said there, mm. it was too late. Sean, how do you think the reaction will be? From your players? Well, well, the reaction's got to be a big improvement because Hearts have got to come to Ibrox and turn up. They'll, they never give you an easy game. So, But one thing I would play on uh, Sunday evening, I'd play Ramsey. He needs to be, he needs to be in that team on uh, Sunday, 100%. Or even on the bench, but I certainly need to be part of Rangers. David, there'd be no question if he's fit, you'd play him. Yeah. He's going to be assessed tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the boy's not up to speed, otherwise he would have played the other evening, but certainly I, I think given the quality he has, that they will they will put him in there as quickly as they can, particularly after the, the performance the other night. And Barry, you found it strange. You said here in Go Radio, why is he not on the bench? Yeah, because he trained the day before yeah. the, the game. You've seen the pictures, he was on the training field, um, even a half fit. Aaron Ramsey, mm. you could put him on the bench and... And give him a taste of it, but look, I would be, I'd be surprised if he's, if he's not in the starting eleven. Um, e- even if he's not one hundred percent match fit, I'm sure he looks after himself. I'm sure he's been training every single day. If you get a good sixty, seventy minutes out of him, you take that right now. And Sean, when you look at the Celtic captain Callum McGregor and Barry, we found out today he did have two uh, fractures in his cheekbone, and he played with the mask. The effort that he put in, the bravery. Yeah, he showed a bit of metal. Yeah, no doubt about that. Two fractures in your your cheekbone at the side of your cheekbone. Um, albeit you've got protection, but listen, it's still two fractures. Mm. Um, that's the sort of mentality, a sort of player that you want in your team. Davy, yeah. Well, I I said in midweek before the game you know, when we knew he was going to play, I said, well, obviously his X-rays are clear. Absolutely remarkable mm. that the boy played with two fractures. I mean, he took a real chance, put himself on the line, and he was vindicated by another typical Callum McGregor performance. Mm. Um, as I said in, in midweek, you know what you're going to get from him every single time he runs out that tunnel. Significant for Rangers. Ryan Jack came on the second half, and uh, well, it was too late, but, but you could see he was uh, he was given everything, and he looked really good. Well, you just got to hope Ryan Jack can get a sustained run of games. Um, he's, he's had... He's missed so many games because of injury and you just hope he's not at a stage now where he's going to pick up you know, one injury on top of another. He needs a, a right good run of games and I think he's, he's demonstrated in the short time he was on the other night that a fit Ryan Jack is one of the first names in the, the team sheet. Yeah, wrap, wrap him in cotton wool. Manage him. Um, you've seen how important he was. Certainly made a difference. Um, as I said, he's come on so much been a massive miss for Rangers over the past what 10, 11, 12 mm-hmm. months just great to see him back on the, the pitch and as I said if you just need to manage him through it and make sure he's on the pitch and um, match days I think all the Rangers fans would be delighted with that 
Sean, social media, as you know, went crazy after the game. All the different comments. Our own social medias here at Go Radio are in the millions. People were listening to what Barry had said, what Davey said, uh, John Hartson, Craig Moore last I night. Barry yep. says, I, I, I couldn't fault Barry, but he says that he's 100% correct. But I'm going to ask a wee question. Do you oh. think this might be a, a wee problem with Rangers and Goat? Is the big pot of gold at the end, maybe 40, 50 million? Do you think that's putting pressure on Rangers? Well, here's the manager, first of all, just a short answer about, about the club. You know, it's still a group who is uh, who's together. You know, the results aren't there. I mean, yeah, we lost the second uh, game in 60 games, this team. So, you know, they proved they can be uh, bounced back um, from disappointment. And uh, that's what we have to do on Sunday. Barry... Is it the pressure of the forty million for the Champions League position? No, I can't listen. You're you're always under pressure <laughs> when you're a, a club like Rangers. You thrive on yeah, you thrive on it. Got you? That, that's, you've got expectations and demands put on your shoulder. Not just about winning the league and getting the thirty-five or forty million pound. You've got pressure on you every single game that you play to win. And if you can't handle that, you shouldn't be at Rangers. It's going to be different, isn't it? When you're Celtic on top, the, the balance will yeah. change a bit now and, and Rangers will have to change. And there's two questions there which we'll talk about later. Do Celtic have the legs for the whole way? And can Rangers now come back? Because you hear him saying there, the stats, they've lost, what, two games in, what did he say? 60. 60. Yep. And, yeah. and then what David says, there may be issues with the dressing room. The manager just says it's a close dressing yep. room. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's interesting You see that he's mentioned that. Um, but listen, the proof will be in the pudding. Yep. It's all about, listen, I don't care. It's all about a reaction. Mm-hmm. And you need to see a reaction. Sean, what's your prediction still for the title? You got it right last year. 20-odd points, 25. What about this year? I'll, I'll still say Rangers for the title. I'll still... Yeah. I, I, I'm one of these people, Paul. When I say something at the start, I, yeah, don't, uh, sure. I don't change my mind. There's one final change, but Rangers will no win it with 10 points. Nope. But I still believe Rangers can win the league. That's all saying that one. Sean, thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Taxi finance experts with free Mainline UK delivery. Find your new taxi today. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Paul Cooney with the former Rangers and Scotland captain Barry Ferguson, the former Celtic and Kilmarnock star Davy Proven. And loads of your calls coming in. There's so much on the go. Celtic are looking at some comments made in one of the papers today by the former Rangers striker Chris Boyd. I'll tell you more about that in a moment or two. Ange Postacoglu, manager of the month. He's talking, though, about what's going to happen between now and the end of the season. Happy to be top after the three-goal victory almost 48 hours ago, but saying a long way to go. Tom Rogic will be back from Australian duty and available for Motherwell on Sunday. And for Rangers, Alfredo Morelos, he will be back and surely, Barry, he will play but we're waiting to hear about Aaron Ramsey first of all on the striker Morellas you said before the game Rangers always miss Morellas yeah look I've always said that I know he's had his critics Paul but for me um, he's Rangers best centre forward no doubt in my mind about that and um, I'm sure listen even if he returns tomorrow night I don't know is he back in the country I don't know he'll be in the starting 11 he yes. to play he's yeah here. he's back in the country yep. he'll be in the starting 11 because Rangers Need him. Um, he's not played since he's been out there. Um, so hopefully he'll be, he would have been training every day with Colombia. So I don't think fitness will be a problem. So no, he'll be straight into that starting eleven, ready to play against Hearts tomorrow. Uh, sorry, on Sunday mm. afternoon. Aaron Ramsey, 
There's huge publicity about it early in the week. It was everywhere, obviously, in Sky, papers down south, all the rest of the radio, and it's great for Scotland. But he needs to be, get on the pitch soon, doesn't he? Yeah, the, the only issue is he's not played since October. Mm. Um, that's the only negative side I could see with the signing, signing of Aaron Ramsey. No doubt he's a top-quality player. Listen, now he would have had, what, three or four training sessions before the Hearts game. Even if he's 70-80% Paul with the quality he's got, again, he would be straight in the starting eleven. But that's, listen, the manager sees him close up um, so he's got big decisions to make on obviously the two players that you mentioned. But for me, two of them are vitally important for Rangers. For Celtic, here's Ange Postagoglu speaking about, and well, saying there's more to come. All these three games into his, four games into his Celtic career, um, Rao Hatate, Jack and Marcus, um, most of these guys are, you know, five or six months at the beginnings of a new cycle, a new way of playing. So there has to be improvement. We have to improve. Absolutely. If we want to be, achieve and be the team we wanted to be, even for this year, if we want to be successful, we have to be better than we were the other night. Davey, a number of names there that a month or two ago we hadn't heard of, Jikamakas, yeah. and especially Rio Hatati. Yeah, I mean, the, the the window has been a great window for Celtic. Um, and listen, I've been a huge critic of the Celtic board for years now. Lack of ambition. Team going backwards. Fair play to the board. Fair play to Michael Nicholson. This time around, they've had a terrific window. They spent the money. They trusted the judgment of Ange Postecoglou and they got the reward the other night. And I think they'll get their, continue to get the reward going forward so, so well done to, to, to Celtic for backing the manager with hard cash um, the, the only thing I would say is that I think the euphoria of the other night I think a lot of people think the title's in the bag it, it's about how Celtic you know having won the big one go forward now the, the, starting on Sunday and I think that's what Postacoglu would have been saying the next morning at, at training look it's done you were fabulous but it's done Third part, get your mind on it. Barry, you always say, as a great midfielder, you, you look at the engine room and what about Rio Hatati? What do you make of him? I th- yeah, I think they've found a star. No, no doubt about it. I've been really impressed with him. Um, good on the ball. Obviously can score goals. But the thing that jumps out at me is his work rate. I mean, I've seen a... a Stats. I think it was yeah no I, I seen it in the first half I think it was Rangers broke forward he was on the edge of the, the box Rangers box and he sprinted what 78 mm. yards and I think the ball was played through to Ryan Kent and he jockeyed it out for a yeah. a goal mm. kick for Celtic um, he just doesn't bring a lot of good football qualities he brings a terrific work ethic as well um, so for 1.4 million quid it looks an absolute steal at this moment in time John's on the line a Celtic fan John do you want to take it from there? Hi, John. It's, it's phenomenal. It's you know Celtics are just on. Uh, they're just they're just on. I see. I seen that. Seen the um, the song Fireball, uh, and I think it was about Josef Juranovic. Uh, and guys, I want to ask Josef Juranovic, mm-hmm. what a player. Um, I mean, what what's your guys' thoughts on him? Barry, another player. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know too much about. Um, Obviously, at the start of the season, Ralston was playing right back. They had injury problems. He was playing left back, but you can still see the qualities. But um, no, he looks a a proper fullback. Um, brilliant energy, real good quality again on the ball. So for the money they paid, what was it? Just over two million quid. Mm-hmm. Um, again, value for money. He looks he looks top quality as well. Davy, money yeah, well spent. Yeah, t- yeah. T- terrific. Not not just for Celtic, but first choice pick for Croatia mm-hmm. now as well. Um, 
just another example of some really good value that, that Celtic recently have managed to get in the market and it's it's great to see them doing that because a lot of money has been squandered on the likes of Ayeti and Barkas and a whole host of others but you know the, 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 the last window and indeed some of the, the, the boys that come in in the summer have, have been a terrific investment and I think the future looks really good for Celtic you know the they lost three of their first six league games. I think a lot of the supporters would have been worried and it's remarkable the, the transformation in the, the team and the club since then. Barkas, it's still possible today's news that Gothenburg are still looking to sign them. So that, that could happen. Uh, John, what do you want to ask Barry and Davey about your team? Oh, it was... See, I mean, I was going to ask you guys, you know, the, the momentum of Celtic and the intensity and performance of that first half was, you know, something to behold. Do you think Celtic can continue that throughout the course of 90 minutes? Davy, that was the question going into it, wasn't yeah. it? Could Celtic last lot, the pace? I mean, a lot of people were saying that, that you know, that, that Celtic, um, they run out of gas. That's maybe unsurprising given the pace that, at which they play in the first hour of games. I mean, I, I don't think you can press and play with the energy that, that Celtic start games with for 90 minutes I don't think it's possible um, and they, they got the job done in the first half the other night they, they, they could afford they earned the right to take their foot off the gas in the second half the other night but they're, they're, there's no doubt they're a very fit side and that has to be down to again down to the manager and the fitness coaches uh, and the people who are preparing the players Barry yeah listen everybody knows the way Celtic start yeah. the, the games and that that's why I was surprised at Rangers you, you surely know that going yeah. into the game um, but in terms of the, the tempo that Celtic play at I think it's impossible to do that for 90 minutes no matter how fit you are and how much you look after yourself I don't think you can do that um, I think it would be impossible um, but one thing about them is they do come out the traps and they try and win games of football as early as they can um, they try and score as many goals as early as they can and that was proven in, in Wednesday night with the, the tempo that they played that the first the first 45 minutes was um, non-stop it was waves and waves of attack from Celtic and John what about for uh, Mon- uh, for Sunday uh, at Motherwell have you got any concerns because they, they didn't play as well against Dundee United something really clicked against Rangers do you think that is now you know they can do it again uh, at Fair Park, half past one Sunday. I, I think that's the, the mechanics of Celtic at the moment. I think there's there's that element where if if you're not getting a good result against Dundee United because they're sitting in and defending well, you know we can change it up and you know bring on players that can you know score the goal and bring on that quality. Um, taking off the likes of Scales and Forrest, bringing on uh, Juranovic and Jota against Dundee United made such a difference. Uh, putting a bad through the middle was excellent as well. Um, so going, you know, looking to Mullow, uh, I think Celtic will um, do the job there. I think Celtic gets so much, um, you know, in reserve that it will just be a case of, um, you know, maximising the, the ability of the players. Uh, and I, I was going to ask you guys. I mean, yep. let's look at uh, Callum McGregor. Mm-hmm. Um, Callum McGregor playing with a broken cheekbone, a right. uh, broken. You know, uh, I think I don't know what it was, but um, what's your thoughts on that? Right. Well, I'll tell you. That I, was, I mentioned just coming out of the break. There's a bit of controversy this evening. So, in his column in the Sun today, uh, Chris Boyd said this was part of it. Look at Celtic. Callum McGregor played with a fractured cheekbone. 
The fact he managed to get through the 90 minutes without anyone testing out that face mask is another story, but his commitment to the team was tremendous. So you can read that as a compliment to him, but he is saying, you know, that nobody really gave him a dunt. Uh, The latest news on that from Celtic, the official Twitter, is that with regards to comments made by former footballer Chris Boyd concerning Callum McGregor's injury, we can confirm that the matter is currently being addressed by the club. Davey, as a Celtic great player of the past, how do you take... Chris Boyd's comments. Um, all, all I would say, Paul, is if, if certainly in my day, if if we're playing Rangers and a Rangers player is wearing a mask and obviously has an injury, um, you would be saying, you know, don't don't be walking on eggshells around him, mm. don't be doing him any favours, um, don't be standing off him because he's he's wearing a mask and he, he's got an injury. You know, you you get a chance, you you you, you go and physically compete with him. Mm-hmm. Barry? Yeah, I, I, reading it, I don't think Boydie means it in a bad way, if I'm being honest with you. I think Davey summed it up perfectly there. Um, obviously playing with a, a mask on, hit a couple of fractures. Listen, fair play to him. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that's, um, that takes, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Um, but you'd be showing them in the Rangers dressing room saying, that's what yeah. the Celtic captain did today. In terms of Callum McGregor yeah. playing with that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be head on balls. He's mm. going to be. I can. I, I mean, I fractured yeah. myself. I mm-hmm. fractured an eye socket. And I know how sore it is. Um, so for him to play with two fractures, that just shows yep. real commitment um, for me. But in terms of Boydie's comments, I don't think he's mean it. No. I don't think there's any malice in it. If I'm yep. being honest mm-hmm. with you, I understand where he's come coming from, and I think, as I said, Davy summed it up perfectly there. Right, thanks for the call, John. Reagan's on the line. Reagan, good evening. And you want to talk about uh, the difference between the two managers at the moment and also Craig Moore's comments last night about a Scottish coach coming in beside uh, the manager, GVB. Hi, Paul. Uh, Hi, Reagan. I listened to the... Hey, Paul, how are you doing? I just listened to the, the show last night and I, I totally agree with what Craig Moore's saying because I think that uh, in terms of a Scottish coach... I just don't think that... I'm not underestimating what Gio has done so far, but if you look at the way that Rangers have set up, I think they're more, def- more de- defensive team than they were under Stephen Gerrard. Mm-hmm. And maybe if they've got a Scottish voice in there that knows how difficult it is when they go to Aberdeen or when they go to Ross County or when they're going to Celtic Park, maybe so, so someone in there that can that can um, tell them how difficult it is because as much as um, Jules bringing in this style but I know see every team that wants to play, play off them they're going to do anything to try and stop them from winning of course Barry what do you reckon you know when you played alongside him yeah but uh, knows he was here for a couple of years uh-huh. he, he knows what it's like to be a Rangers player and when you go to difficult places like Regan's just mentioned there Petaudry Tynecastle and especially Celtic Park there's no harder place to go um, so he he knows what it's going to be like but will a Scottish coach help him? listen Gio's got his own coaches in he's decided who he's wanted in um, he's brought them in and he seems perfectly happy with that um, but he should know he's been here he played here for two years he was a fantastic Rangers player mm-hmm. let's not forget that so and one thing about Gio as well when I played with him 
he was up for the scrap mm-hmm. he was up for the battle mm-hmm. um, he was a really good midfield partner um, and that's one thing about him so in terms of needing a Scottish coach that's up to the manager to decide that he's brought his own guys in and he's obviously happy with him but Craig Moore terrific Rangers player and he's saying you know and they are he's a class act GVB as well but he was saying it needs a Scottish voice in there just some that wee bit of passion mm-hmm. Van Bonkers loads of passion but just expresses it differently Davey have you got a view yeah I mean I, I, I don't I, I think the Scots voice in the, the dressing room would do no harm at all but I, I think it's new players that Rangers um, need um, I'll repeat myself here I think Steven Gerrard got out at exactly the mm-hmm. right time I think I think Rangers hit the height last season they were never going to repeat that uh, I think they climbed the mountain last season and there was always going to be an anti-climax this season um, I, I, I don't necessarily think it's it's a new a new Scottish coach they need. I think they need some new players. And, and if you look at the way that the, the new boys at Celtic have invigorated that dressing room, the momentum that Celtic have got through the new blood that's come into the club, I think that's that's what Rangers need. And the window's shut. And although Aaron Ramsey and Diallo are in, I'm not convinced that the two of them are enough. Regan, you're a Celtic fan though. Before we go to the break, loads of calls coming in. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Who is the the man of the match for you? Um, Juranovic for me, Paul. I, I, know, I know that uh, Rio scored the two goals, but I thought Juranovic was outstanding. I, I think he's cemented his spot in that Celtic uh, starting 11, and I think he's been sensational all season. Barry, you uh, yeah, you sort of yeah, smile there. Yeah. yeah, I can see why. Um, he's a real buzz bomb mm-hmm. as well. Um, <laughs> he, he never gave Ryan Kent any space whatsoever. Um, and actually, Ryan Kent's, as you know, he's really oh. quick and sharp. Um, Juranovic matched him. Um, really good defensively. And going forward, I mean, he bombs forward at every opportunity. And, um, no, listen, I said... He's been a real fine for Celtic. I know he's a creation international, yeah. but I really didn't know too much about him, if I'm being honest with you. But for two million or two and a half million pounds, that's an absolute steal. Davey, who would be your man of the match? Yeah, I wouldn't argue with Biranovic. Yeah. Uh, um, reminds me of Gary Neville, actually. Very similar to Gary Neville. Quick feet, so mobile, great engine, uh, great delivery. Um, uh, and again, just great value that Celtic have got. Reagan, enjoy the match at the weekend. Thanks for calling. Football show with thetaxicentre.com. Don't miss out on huge savings on your new taxi. Available exclusively to the taxi trade. Let's go. Let's go. Go radio football show with the Taxi Centre. Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven, Paul Cooney. We'll be here on Sunday afternoon. Uh, a five-hour special, one till six or one thirty. That's Barry Ferguson. Oh, look, okay, you can come in and. It's a graveyard. Yeah, that's that's hey, it's going to be sensational. Don't worry about tuning in. It's a boundary charge. Because <laughs> we've got the build-up to Motherwell against Celtic, and then Rangers against Hearts at four. Oh, no, listen, yeah. I'll definitely be tuning in. Two or three beers down at that stage. Yeah. Um, You'll be back from Peter Hedberg. <laughs> <laughs> Barry's leaving for Peterhead straight after here. Barry Ferguson heading for the Blue Toon. Uh, up it's a there. fair journey, that. It, it is indeed, yeah. And you'll be looking, obviously, hoping to do it, get the points against no Peterhead. We need to. Yeah. Yep. Listen, there's no two ways about it, Paul. We need to get three points. Plain and simple. It's a huge game. Falkirk against Queen's Park Kenny Miller was in the other night as well and he was also on the socials and speaking about that's the first game they'll have played since he was there as assistant manager in front of crowds great to have the crowds back there's so much to talk about we've got the games to preview 
for tomorrow's games as well and uh, the match tonight a broth against Killy Davey in the championship oh, huge. your old team absolutely huge yep. I mean if Dick Campbell's team were to win that you'd have to say they were odds mm. on to win the title and that, that in itself would be an absolute miracle a part time team uh, in that, winning that league uh, how competitive that league is um, by the same token if, if Kelly win it and Derek McInnes has got them going well if Kelly win it the money would be on, on Kilmarnock I think for the title as a, a part time team has never come up to the Premiership no. has it? it hasn't no. they'd have to go full time wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, Barry knows Barry was in the, the, the league with a part time team knows how difficult it is to compete with the full timers it's almost impossible and see I think probably half of Dick Campbell's squad were with him in League 2 it's amazing. So the, the yeah. job that Dick Campbell's done there is phenomenal. Um, and what, what massive game! I can't wait. I wait for it tonight. Um, obviously, Derek's made a few signings. To be fair, the Commandant Board have backed Derek in the transfer market. Um, so that's a big test for them. But I agree with Davey. If a Broth win that tonight, they've got a real proper chance of being in the Premier League. They sure have. We're still looking back to Wednesday night where Celtic had a three-goal victory. Over Rangers double from Rio Hatate, Leila Bada back full of confidence, mm. um, scoring so many goals. So here is Ange Postacoglu speaking about the uh, the occasion with the Celtic fans. I took my time sort of acknowledging him after the game because I just thought it was important we did that. I probably I realised in the end I took too long because I was the only one out there, so uh, I had to run off pretty quickly. I was a bit embarrassed by it, but um, yeah, like I said, I, you know when we were walking around, I just noticed that. They were all still there, you know, none of them had left early and just thought it was important to acknowledge them and, and as you say, just to, to sort of take in the experience myself, I, you know, I realised it was a special night and something you want to store somewhere in your memory bank to uh, to recall, recall in my uh, old retiring years, mate. Barry? You're smiling again. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen it. I'd left the studio at that <laughs> stage. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the, the driver was ready. Woof, he was away. Uh, yeah, listen, uh, we say after the game, you have got to enjoy yeah. the occasions. Mm. I don't see there's any problem with, with celebrating, as long as it's no crazy celebrations. You've got to appreciate when you're at home. I've done it myself at Ibrooks. You, you ground and you... You applaud the fans for the the, so, the the support in these sort of games, and that's all he was he was doing. And as he said, he get, he get obviously carried away a wee bit because he enjoyed it. He's probably not seen an atmosphere like that before in his life. Yeah. That was the the probably the the problem where he was just taking a back with um, the game. Because as I said, the, the the game, the magnitude and the noise that these games create is unbelievable. And under the lights, Davey as well. Oh, it's yeah. a long time since the two have played. I, I think I yeah. think Postecoglou has healed the disconnect between the supporters and the team that was there we, we, it manifested itself the night Celtic lost to Ross County and we had the horrible scenes outside the ground players needing security to get their cars out of the car park Postacoglu has, has managed to get the supporters on side he's, he's been very very clever uh, he chooses his words carefully and I think the supporters really identify with him now and even more so obviously after the result the other night I mean he, he's got the support eating out of his hands now but well, here's a Celtic fan on David David hello there hello how you doing uh, good what about Postacoglu first of all I know you've got a question in a moment but uh, what do you feel about your manager yeah I think he's been a, an absolute breath of fresh air to be honest with you um, nobody nobody knew who he was kind of similar like uh, Vim Janssen wasn't it mm-hmm. and um, uh, he's absolutely done brilliant and I, I think that the most important thing that he's brought to the club is that 
he wants to bring players to the club that wants to play for the club. Whereas last season, people were wanting away. So um, mm. it's, it's, it's all the better for people wanting to play for the club. I mean, Neil Lennon was right. Davey mentioned it 10 minutes ago after the Ferencvaras game that the, the players who didn't want to be there, and it probably was Edwards mm. and Cham and, and others in the eye and all the rest. Yeah. Ryan Christie, I think, yeah. was, was one at that time who probably had his eye on a move at the end of yes. the season. Yeah. And everyone said, no, no, it's ten, they're going for 10 in a row, as if it was going to happen automatically. It changes so quickly, David, doesn't it? It's unbelievable, Barry, because most people thought, this is only a year and a half ago, but it seems ages ago that Celtic were, you know, they thought they were going to win 10 in a row. Then Rangers dominated last year. But David, what is it you want to ask? I know you've got you've got a question of Davey and Barry. Yeah, well, I know the guys have touched on it, um, but uh, just to Barry, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, obviously, his post-match um, interview, and he said after the game, the players weren't up for it. I mean, how concerning is that to Barry? And also, can Ramsey, do you think Ramsey can make a big, a massive difference in the rest of the season? Barry, first of all, but the attitude? Yeah, but it was concerning, there's no doubt about it. I mean, when I left the studio on Wednesday night, I went back and I watched his, his interview and um, all the things that he said, they didn't get close to him, the aggression wasn't there, the attitude wasn't right. That, of course, that that's going to be concerning to, to the Rangers support. Um, it's slightly changed in the second half, but we'll not go into that. I think it's easier, as I've mentioned before. In terms of Aaron, uh, Aaron Ramsey, there's no doubt he's a quality player the only issue is again game time um, but if Rangers can get him up to speed I think he can be a massive player um, and a massive influence in the dressing room for the simple fact that the level he's played at the experience he's he's gained um, so I think Rangers and Gio will be trying everything in their power to get him up and ready as quickly as possible and don't be surprised if he's in the starting 11 Paul on mm. Sunday Davey Huge amount of pressure on Aaron Ramsey. Mind you, he's played at the top yeah. level. And I know it was October, early November, and he scored for Wales. Terrific player. And Rangers are still paying about 40 grand a week for him, which I know is a tenth of his 400 grand a week. Yeah. Still a lot of money. They need I value. think the problem is that, you know, as Barry said, he hasn't played since October. He needs, he's not fit enough. The only way he can get fit is to, is to play games. Can't get fit by training. Can't get match fit by training. So they're going to have to probably put him in earlier than he he would want to. Uh, and I think, you know, given the manner of the defeat the other night, the urgency to get him right into that side uh, right now will be overwhelming. I think it's pretty similar, if you remember, when Stephen Davis came for Southampton. Yep. The first four or five games, people were like, mm, the devil's maybe finished, or his legs have gone. <laughs> but then that was just, he hadn't played all season for Southampton. It was just getting up to speed. And I think the Rangers fans will expect so much for Ramsey, but it might take him three or four games to get up to full speed. But the only way you're going to get fit, as David just mentioned, you need to just put him in and get 60 minutes, build it up each week. Um, so as I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he's thrown in um, on Sunday against Hearts. David, are your team going to go the distance and stay ahead of Rangers? Yeah, well, I'm quite chuffed about it, to be honest with you, um, Paul, because last season I didn't really hold much hope out for, for a title challenge, but I think, it's, as Barry said, it's going to go all the way this time. And, um, aye, it's, it's exciting, but definitely not getting carried away. We're one point ahead, you know what I mean? We're not going to get carried away with that. So, um, But 
very happy that it's, it, there's a good title challenge on the go. Your Australian wizard is back for Sunday. Will he go in from the start, do you think, Tommy Rogic? Uh, I don't know because I think Matt O'Reilly's a kind of similar player and uh, I think he's been doing great and I think uh, O'Reilly would probably be, do you know what I mean, a wee bit thing maybe get left out. Um, I'm not too sure. I think you might might just rest Rogic a wee bit. Mm -hmm. Because by I'm thinking Joe Rebo came back as well, you know, from AFCON, and you could see it. I think the other night. But in terms of Matt O'Reilly, there's another fine for you. Um, again, obviously you look in a wee bit. Was it Fulham? Didn't take a chance to sign an extension. Dropped down a couple of divisions and played with MK Dons um, in his first game against Hearts. You cannot be in, impressed by him. He's he, to me, he's very similar to Rogic. The way he moves. Quite tall, very elegant on the ball. Um, so again, for what was that, one and a half million pound? Yeah. Mm. It's good work in the transfer market. Um, that and as I said, he's he's been thrown into the, he's been thrown right in, and he's he's handled, he's handled it very well. And as I said, I've been really impressed with him. And um, he looks a real fine for Postacoglu as well. David, if you were in charge at Celtic on the board, would you be getting a new contract, tie your manager down for a long term? He's on a one-year rolling. Honestly, Paul, I can't actually understand this one. Your year rolling contracts. Um, I think they need to tie Postacoglu. I mean, he's ticked the boxes at least three years. I think they need to give him three years to, to, to put the club on the right track. And um, uh, definitely, I would tie him down 100%. Davey, because he's at the heart of everything, yeah. it seems to be. It, it seems yeah. to be the way now, the one year rolling contract. It seems to suit both parties. And things can change very, very quickly, as you know. It was. Martin O'Neill used to say, you know, when things were going well at Celtic and they were asking him, you know, think you'll win the treble. He said, I'm three games away from the sack. <laughs> he said, that's, that's life yeah. in the old firm, you know. I'm well, maybe two years in. <laughs> <laughs> You're some negotiator, David. Stick to three. But, Davey, it is a good point. I mean, we see Leila Bada now being linked with Crystal Palace. It's inevitable as these, that they, you know, they do, the players don't have the ego at the moment. The Celtic players came out, they go at it. But in time, if they do, the more they win... It's a good point, isn't it, about the manager getting maybe tied up? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know whether he would he would be open to it. You know, the one-year rolling contract might suit him. Um, but, but certainly, he's, he's done a remarkable job. I mean, earlier in the season, I think there were question marks over him. You know, Celtic, remember, dropped five points to Livingston this season. Mm-hmm. But to get back in it and be ahead... Uh, at a time, remember, where Rangers have, have taken just five points out of the last 12. So the momentum and the forum... It certainly was Celtic. David, do you think it'll still be one point between them uh, on Sunday night? In other words, Celtic winning at Motherwell, do you think? Uh, I think we'll win. Um, and I Rangers? Fancy, I fancy Hearts to take a draw, sorry. No, no, really? Yep, yeah, OK. David, good call. Thanks very much. 0808 17 17 700. Barry, that's the first hour already. Flew in. Yep. You're off to Peterhead shortly. <laughs> no. You're not going tonight, are you? No, no, tomorrow morning. Right, stay for the next hour with Davey and Barry. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com. Delivering cars to taxi drivers in Scotland for over 20 years. Let's go! Sunday will be a tough game. We all know um, away from home, Motherwell are a good side. They've got ambitions to, to stay in the top half of the table. And we lost the second game in 60 games, this team. So prove they can bounce back from disappointment. That's what we have to do on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The 
For Celtic at Motherwell on Sunday, will Tom Rogic be back in from the start? He's back from Australian duty as Ange Postacoglu is named manager of the month for January. Davy Proven, that's not exactly uh, a big surprise, is it? No, no, not at all. But, you know, as he said himself, it's uh, May, the prizes are handed out. That's the important one. And Barry, for Rangers, well, let's hear from GVB speaking um, about doing the basics right. We, we, we gave two goals away. And, uh, especially the, the the second and the third one is just losing sight of your of your opponent, you know, not track back in in tempo, not close the lines. I mean, that's 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 the basic you have to have to uh, to win games and to uh, to be strong as a team. And um, you know, those things you have to improve. I mean, last season is gone. It's gone. We, this is the season we want to be champions again. And, and we have to give everything to, to achieve that. So the challenge is there now to um, to be the champion at the end of the season. Barry, the manager, the decibels rose there. I felt as though I was in yes, the dressing room he, listening. Yep, he sounds angry. Yeah. And so he should be. Um, I'm not surprised at that. Well, obviously, the first half performance. Um, and Rangers basically didn't do the basics of the game. And that was close Celtic down and get close to them and, and try and um, mix it up a wee bit so listen I'm, I'm not surprised at that interview and as I said I think he's going to make a number of changes in Sunday because um, a few people need a, a boot up the backside um, to say this is not acceptable how many of them? listen it's for me if Ryan Jack's okay he plays mm-hmm. um, does Barisic play Barry after the other night? I, no I, I don't think he'll play Davey mm-hmm. I don't I think he'll play Bassey Bassey at least get close yeah. Abada in the second half albeit Celtic sat back a bit deeper than they did in the first half um, I think Balligan will come in mm-hmm. and play at centre back Morelos 100% will come in and play and as I said don't be surprised if Ramsey starts again Cammy, if you were in the dressing room a Rangers fan who's on what would you have been saying to the players after Wednesday night? I think the players will know that it's not good enough I remember also under Stephen Gerrard um, he used to say a lot, uh, dominate the ball and on the pitch. And Rangers didn't do that Wednesday night. They were way off but from the first whistle. We sat back. Usually last season we, we would sit back, but we would dictate play and we would dictate where the ball was going to go. Usually we'd try to force it to one side of the pitch. But last night, uh, sorry, Wednesday night, I just felt as if we were all over the place. There was no real set-up the way we wanted to play. I think we, were, we actually looked terrified, Celtic, especially the two wingers. And Jota and Abada, um, I think we're just way off it. And you, you came. You're the champions. You know, and you're terrified. And you played against Celtic. Just, I know it's quite some months ago, but most of them have been involved before. It's just, it was unbelievable. Listen, I, I agree with you. I think Gio says after the game that it looked of that was nobody had played an old fun yeah. game before. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's the way it looked certainly in the, the, the first half um, and as I said you can't give see if you give good players time they're going to hurt you and that's what Rangers done I'm afraid um, on Wednesday night they gave a badder far too much room and Jota got far far too much room and when you give these guys the room they'll go and create chances um, or score goals and it was the basics as I said you can go on about tactics and sitting deep or you go and 
closed them down further up the pitch Gio had a way of playing they were sitting back but when they come into your half you have to go and compete with them and get close to them and they didn't do that and when you don't do that you're in for a long night and unfortunately for Rangers it was and if it wasn't for Alan McGregor in that first half it could have been a lot lot worse and everyone said about you know the weekend two mistakes but you said watch him on Wednesday night you didn't think the game would be anything like what it was but you, you knew he would do brilliantly that's the type of character he is he, yeah. he would have been seen Saturday night and Sunday he would have been frustrated and angry with himself but come Monday morning when he got on that training field he would have been working even harder and I said to you no doubt in my mind that he would have played in a, in a a top game for Rangers and as I said if it wasn't for Alan McGregor it could have been a lot worse for Rangers at half time I, I, I don't think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst should be blameless here he, he's a manager He and, and I, I do accept what Barry said that probably wouldn't have mattered how Rangers approached the game the way Celtic played they'd have won the game but after 10 minutes Rangers had a goal down they're allowing Celtic to get their centre-backs onto the halfway line and play the game in the Rangers half of the pitch where I think Van Bronckhorst to arrest the pattern of the game at that stage should have been saying to his centre-backs right we go and meet them further up the pitch because they were inviting Celtic on to yeah. them and it was almost like a training session it was like attack against defence and so you know, I, th- I think Van Bronckhorst himself is um, I'm not saying he's getting off the hook but with listen it's unsurprising that the players are taking the blame but I think Van, Bron- Van Bronckhorst by telling Rangers clearly to defend as deep as they did and invite Celtic on to them I think he made a mistake and I think it was obvious after 10 minutes that, that Rangers should have tried to close the game up instead of sitting this deep I think the lot, the back four uh, you know the games we played um, since I came here um, you know they were very very stable very determined and uh, you know we, we didn't give any uh, we didn't give a lot of goals against us so that was uh, that was really good but you know you see the last two games we give too many easy goals away and it hasn't been the way um, like that yeah we have to improve in that if you see the, also the goals we uh, conceded against Ross County especially the first two, uh, Celtic again, uh, the second and third goal, you know, that's that's too easy to give those goals away like that. Cami, it's a good point, isn't it? You've conceded six goals in two games and was it 13 goals in the whole of last year mm-hmm. in the league? Yeah, it's a massive problem, but this isn't even just a, a Van Bronckhurst since, since Van Bronckhurst has came in and shifted goals. Since the start of the season, Rangers were, I think, it was every game we were conceding first. It's been a problem since the start of the season. I, I couldn't say what's happened. Obviously, highlighted individual errors that played a part, but just Rangers are nothing, nothing like they were last season. I think they'll need to lick their wounds and go into the game on Sunday. Rangers need to go out for me and just batter hearts on Sunday, just to show what we're not. You know, we're not for a title race here. Cammy, do you think they've made a mistake not shelling out the money to get a man who will probably play against you on Sunday, John Souter? I think it's easy to say now that Rangers have shipped six goals in the last two games that should we be getting our centre half in. I would, I would have liked to see John Souter coming in January. Obviously, since he's coming in the summer, it would make sense to bring yeah. him in. I'd like to Connor Golson probably be moving on in the summer. So I, I would have liked to see him come in, but I think it's just Connor Golson's played in Scotland long enough now. So is Balogun, Bassey. You know how it is. That's, the, way that, the way that we've been playing the past few weeks isn't good enough. Um, same against Aberdeen, just poor. I think we go one up we sit back off them it's just 
I think we just need to get be more aggressive and just get on teams that wee bit more. We're not we're not going for it like we were last season. Um, I just there's no there's no passion just now. Barry John Souter Sunday should they have should they have paid the money? I think you thought they would. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought they would have got the the deal done. Well, would they have made a difference? Look, it's different, and I'm not being disrespectful to Hearts, but it's different playing with Hearts and coming to play with Rangers. Yeah. It's two totally different things. Would they have made a difference? Who knows? You'll find that out now next season when he, he obviously comes in the, the summer. But in terms of the goals they lost, for me it was a, a lack of desire to go and close the ball down. Um, it's certainly the third goal. A lot of people going about Hatati. Don't get me wrong, it was a good cross. First Tavernier, go and close the ball down, stop the cross coming in. And then Barisic just caught flat footed, body shape all wrong. And me and David were speaking off here when the ball's in mid air. Go and meet it. Yeah. Don't wait on it because you don't know if your opponent's going to go outside of you or the inside of you. Um, so for me, it was it was very basic defending from experienced players. The worst performance you've seen in an old firm game by a Rangers team? Yeah, the the first forty five. Yeah. yeah, it was just the lack of um, the lack of desire and fight for for me. Look, you you can always have poor games. Sure. Look, I've had hundreds of poor games, and but. The thing is, you've you've got to have that bit between your teeth to go and engage with your opponents and get close to them at least. But Rangers didn't do that, I'm afraid, in the first half. Davy, you also. I don't think you had hundreds of bad games, Barry. But Davy, could you believe the space that Celtic were given? I'm just thinking about that goal that Barry mentioned there. And you were a Celtic. No, Did you get, ever get that space? It, it was it was astonishing um, at how much Rangers sat off. And the, the goal that Barry's talking about. I mean, that's. We're talking about a Croatia international footballer here in Barisic. And that, that's just a given that when the cross is coming in from that side, if he can't see a badder, he's got to go and win the ball and make sure it's his. And and he stopped. He's static. And he allows a run inside him. And it just beggar belief how, you know, the, the basic mistakes that Rangers made in that first half. Here's a bit more from the manager. When you can uh, press a team high, you have to do it. But you also have to have the, the courage to go up. You know, if you see uh, last Wednesday, I didn't change any tactics uh, in, in halftime, just changed personnel. And, and we had a whole different attitude the second half and the first half. So it's the way you are, um, how you behave on the pitch, how you communicate with your team, how you give a signal to go to go press. I think those things are much more important. You can say, OK, we, we want a high press. Yeah. It's easier to say it, but you have to do it at the right time and you have to go as a team. And that that is the thing we have to improve. Davy, does that answer your point about the manager affecting the game or not? Well, you know, he, he, I think he's trying to make out the second half was much better. I'm I'm not convinced. I, you know, I, I don't think there's any consolation for him in the second half performance. Celtic had the game won. Celtic were in total control. Uh, much less urgency in the second half from Celtic because he knew they had the game won. In terms of the, the, the high press, I mean, that's something that he's got to work on in the, the training ground. That's something that Brendan Rodgers spends hours on, the, the high press, where Jamie Vardy's the trigger when he goes to the old goal. Um, but, you know, uh, the, the way the Rangers just invited Celtic onto them, should have been obvious after 10 minutes to G, Giovanni van Bronckhorst that he had to do something to change it, try and get his team further up the pitch. Barry? Listen to Gio's interview there, it's clear to me, you can use different words, but it's clear to me he wasn't happy with the commitment and the attitude of some players in the first half, but you're playing against Celtic, you're playing against your fiercest rivals, you've got to be committed. Um, so it's clear he wasn't, he wasn't happy with some of them, hence the fact is 
he made the changes but again you make the changes at that stage Celtic are no pressing as high or they're sitting a bit deeper and as I said I think it's always easier to play it's always easier to go and take the ball um, and do things when you're 3-0 down I would rather have seen it happen before the first goal and then after the first goal after 6, 7, 8 minutes somebody going and, and trying to do something within the game but I've never seen it in the first half Barry have you had any reaction yet from Rangers you're a Rangers man you are a Rangers legend and what you said on here the other night and today as I said it went crazy on social media and in the paper on the record today so bad I'm numb and Davey and I were with you you were really professional in the studio but you were early on you are like I can't believe this yeah I was just taken aback that, that, that was always I said that I've been beat with Celtic convincingly yeah. Yeah. before because he outplayed us but one thing about myself and the team that I was playing in we still had that desire to try and close them down yeah we didn't play well that happens Davey will tell you you get games when you just it just doesn't work for you but it's a given for me you've got to be able to work hard and close people down have you had any reaction from the club? yeah I've had a, a, a bit um, what are they throughout, saying? no throughout a few people everybody's got different opinions I'm just giving you my honest mm-hmm. um, opinion on the game and I was just disappointed as many Rangers fans was um, in the first half and Cammy, it'll all be about you know there's one point in it so I mean there's been loads we're looking at it looking at the, the downside and what happened What's uh, what would you say now then to Rangers for Sunday and beyond? I think you've got to go out, go out on Sunday with a positive mindset and say I'm going to prove the critics wrong. Listen, I think people will be benched, so it's hard to like the Barisic. For me, I don't think Barisic will start on Sunday. He can't go out and he can't prove the critics wrong. But just, I think Rangers need just need to have a full. You know, just I think Gio needs to come. I think there needs to be a real just style of play place on us. The last few weeks, I haven't I haven't really seen one. To be honest, I'm not just saying this mm-hmm. on the reflection of Wednesday night. Um, I think every single player needs to have a look at himself, apart from the likes of Alan McGregor, Ryan Jack. I just got a few pass marks as well from Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, just go out with you know this time last year we were basically champions and they're not at themselves. I'm sure the players are looking thinking what what's happened here. And they want to go out and they want to end the season on a high. That should be their attitude. They go out, end the season on a high. Whether this is the last season, last season of the football club, mm-hmm. they want to go out and they want uh, win our league title. Are you still going to win the league? Do you think, Cammy? Are you going to yeah, retain? Of course. Yep. I, I agree with Cammy. I think there's got to be a positive reaction. I think there will be. Because you know what? Nobody likes criticism. Yeah. But for me, I don't know what David was like as a player. Sometimes go and look at the criticism and use that in a positive way. And go and bring that onto the pitch at four o'clock on Sunday and show people, right, do you know what? That was a one off. That 45 minutes at Celtic Park. Right, we're here to win the game. Four o'clock, bang. Come out the traps, go for hearts and win the game. Davy? Well, I mean, the, the, the Rangers players aren't going to get the benefit of the doubt from the crowd, are they? They're going to have to give the crowd something on, on Sunday. Because, you know, if, if, if hearts sit in and get through the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, um, that that's when I think you'll find out how brave the Rangers players are in terms of going and demanding the ball and try to influence the game um, because the, the Rangers support certainly aren't, aren't going to be the most patient on Sunday I know where Davey's coming from I've been in that situation um, not easy is it? no it's not no. easy and I'll be honest with you it's you say to your teammates listen we've got 10 minutes we need to if we don't score we need to show the people in the stand who are coming to watch us that 
yeah. we're on it even here. if it's a crunch and tackle yeah, or exactly, something like David. that but yeah. just give the message a reaction get get the message across that listen we're here to fight um, and as I said that's what you've that's what you've got to do I'm afraid you're, you're under pressure now look it's only one point I think there's going to it's going to go all the way to the wire there's going to be twists and turns no doubt in my mind about it both are going to drop points uh, from now until the end of the season but the most important thing for Rangers and the players is that they show an almighty reaction at four o'clock against Hearts on Sunday and Cammy, the final word what about Ryan Jack great to see him back and uh, doing well in the second half on, on Wednesday night well, he was brilliant. for me he was, he was the best best Rangers mm-hmm. player out there that he showed he that showed a desire and he showed, it, he showed yeah. a bit of fight in him I thought he, I thought he totally, totally changed he wanted to get on the ball he was playing balls forward he was doing something that um, none of the other Rangers players were doing I think it's just unfortunate he seems to keep having these reoccurring injuries mm-hmm. so I think it's for me, he would be the first name on the team sheet if, if he could get fully fit. I think we think he'll be on. And just give us your scoreline Sunday, Hearts Rangers. I'll, Rangers Hearts. I'll go for a. Um, I'll go for a one 0 Rangers win. Morella's your scorer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow, to test drive your new taxi. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. Thanks to everyone. Uh, 1.3 million downloads. Thanks for making the switch. We're on every night from five. And also uh, on YouTube, well over a million, I think a couple of million hits as well. Barry, so, yep, people talk to you about it, don't they, when you go into whatever. The su- you go into the supermarkets, don't you? Yeah, I yeah. love food shop. Uh, indeed. It's one yeah. of my, my favourites. <laughs> yeah. what's, what's dinner tonight? Uh, gammon joint. Oh, oh, lovely. David, what about yourself? Although you were out last night, were you? Or? It was about yeah. tender. Yeah. 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 We've attended today. <laughs> you were through in the East. Welcome back was, to Britain. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Caught, in a, caught in a blizzard at Hart Hill today, would yeah. you believe? It's always a blizzard at Hart Hill. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true if you're listening in Hart Hill, of course. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the business show on Sunday morning, Hunter and Hockey between 11 and 12, ahead of the football, which of course is on from 1 until 6 and it's Jeff Ellis who's on Jeff will be in on Sunday morning of course DF Concerts well the man who brought us tea in the park um, and Transmit what was your last gig Davy Proven Coldplay Hamden oh, sensational yeah. was it yeah, yeah it was terrific mm-hmm. yeah Barry what about you your last gig <laughs> I, I, I knew you were going to ask Davy first. That's his cool. No, but he was. Give us a few cold play songs. No, there's not enough time. No, I was we, the same. You, you were there. Yep, yeah. I was Did there. you go together? Was it a sort of Ranger Celtic combined? <laughs> yeah. We're bringing the city together. What was your nation. last one? Uh, it was at Heights. Yep. I went there on my birthday. Heights at St. Luke's. They were brilliant. So uh, brilliant. Sam and uh, Adam. There you are. Any more questions? <laughs> That'll be uh, later tonight. Stevie Lennon, some great tunes uh, from Seven. Go Radio Football Show. Morellas is back for Rangers. Back in the country. David, you were asking, is he here? Yeah, he is back from Columbia yeah. Duty. Well, they need we him. We didn't I mean, play. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't be the first time where he hasn't reported back in time. They certainly need him back in time this, this moment. And for Celtic, Tom Rogic is back in town. A Celtic fan, Paul, is on the line. Paul, good evening. Hi, guys. How you doing? Yeah, good. How about um, you? Are you down back off the ceiling yet? Oh, I'm still bouncing, man. It's absolutely amazing. I'm still basking in the glory. Having, uh, I got it tight last year, so I'm out here. I'm giving it tight back out again. <laughs> the main thing I'm holding up yeah. tonight about yeah. uh, is obviously Celtic's statement uh, with regards to the Chris Boyce uh, comments against uh, another fellow professional. Um, want to try it out. I think it's absolute 
shocking uh, for what he actually says. I just want to know what the panel think about it, especially Barry, because Barry, I mean, because you actually done it when you say like to your team, and I was sent them out to deliberately injure and all the rest of it. I think what he's done is absolutely ridiculous in what he's actually said. Right, so here is what he said, Chris Boyd, uh, in The Sun today. He said, look at Callum McGregor. Um, he played with a fractured cheekbone. So that's a compliment. The fact he managed to get through the 90 minutes without anyone testing out that face mask is another story. But his commitment to the team was tremendous. So, uh, and Celtic, if you're just tuning in, have um, said this. In the last hour, with regards to comments made by Chris Boyd concerning Callum McGregor's injury, we can confirm that the matter is currently being addressed by the club. Barry Paul is asking you, what, what do you feel? Yeah, I don't think there's any malice. I said that earlier yeah. on in his comments. Um, I don't think he's meaning that he wanted a Rangers player to go and hurt Callum McGregor. And I was similar when we played Celtic a couple of weeks ago. There was a, a couple of mistimed tackles, no doubt about it. But I just wanted my my team to, to be physical against Celtic in terms of because if you're not physical against Celtic, they'll absolute batter you. Um, that that was my reasons, and the same with, with Boydie. I know Boydie. I know him inside out, and he won't mean it in a way that he wanted Callum McGregor um, to be hurt. Because listen, he's uh, commented on how how well Callum McGregor actually done. Fair play to Callum McGregor. Two fractures playing with a mask and for me he performed as he's always done mm. for Celtic this is this is a thorny one there's two sides to it Barry though he loves a wind up Chris Boyd mm. has he gone too far because he's no. insinuating they didn't have a go at a player in a mask with a, a broken cheekbone no no Paul David what's your thoughts on it well, I, I explained my, myself earlier in the programme. What I would say is that if, in my time, if it was an old firm game and there was a Rangers player who was playing with a mask, we would certainly be... There, there is no way we'd be treating him any differently. We'd, we'd be making sure that he knew we weren't going to do him any favours because he had a mask on. And you would, want to, you would want to put a physical pressure on him. You want to take advantage of any possible weakness in an old firm game. Having said that... Uh, I, 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 I would certainly not want to see anybody suggesting that somebody should have come and smashed Callum McGregor, for example, example or try to, or try to, to, to hurt him or, or, or make the injury any worse. Uh, I certainly would not condone that. And that's where I'm that's coming from. I don't yep. think Chris Boyd's wanting them to go and hurt Callum McGregor. But why keep it receiving like that, man? I know he likes to wind up and he likes to line with Big John and all the rest of it, but that was bang out of order. Bang out of order. Paul, Barry, do you want to come back to him on that? I take, you're both saying roughly the same thing. You didn't want somebody to come in and smash Callum McGregor's face, his injury. You're not what, saying during, that, Barry. Yeah, during the game. Yeah, Against Alawa? No, during this game. During the game the other night. No, you, yep. of course. You don't want to, You don't go out and try and hurt a fellow professional. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I'll Chris Boyd... I'll sell it for Madden for life because I think it's absolutely shocking for anybody we put into regardlessly, actually, but even sort of stipulating something like that is honestly shocking, Barry, I'm disgusted with it. Well, everyone's entitled to an opinion. I have to say that 
you know, you know Barry better than I do. Yep. Um, and listen, we say we want yep, a, and I know a free he, press. He winds up yeah. every now and then. He does. Listen, yep. I've got no issue he, with that. Yep, sure. But I'm 100% mm. convinced that he didn't sure. mean any badness in that comment. Mm. I mean, I mean, I, I sort of make, I'm one of the wind-ups and all the rest of it. I'm one of the biggest wind-up merchants you'll actually get. But there's a certain yep. point where you cross a line and he has certainly crossed that line. But I think you'll listen to that and probably take that on board. Paul, you know what? I, I hate I hate when clubs ban people and I've seen it over the years. And you know, that that's not the way to go forward. Football clubs should be bigger than it. We live in a free, we're in a democracy. Now, Chris Boyd can reflect on those comments. I think that's what I feel. Chris, reflect on your comments. But to ban them, you know, if, if everyone was the same, it would be boring. He is one of these characters and I get it that Celtic fans will feel and everyone respects Callum McGregor's safe safety. Mm-hmm. But so I don't have the answer, but the answer is not the football clubs banning the media. It, it, I don't think it is, Paul. And I'd ask you to reflect on that in the same way that Chris Boyd well, should reflect on what he said. Well, look at the time song across, across the Clyde, because they're sort of banned, like the Daily Record and all the rest of it. But there's no need for that. I mean, we, yeah, we're living in an age just now where. Right at the top of the clubs, there are things like that going on, and I don't know why. We need a freedom. We need a press. We don't need Pravda coming out of Kerrydale Street or Edmonston. We don't need it. We should value a free press. That means that people say things that you can't say on a club TV or whatever. And club TV and all this has got much better than it used to be. But they're paying the wages. They're not paying the wages of Chris Boyd today. They're not paying the wages of any of us here, Paul. And I would say that to reflect on that. What's that? Even the chap rapper that, I, even the chap rapper that actually sort of printed it. Why did they allow that print to sort of go first? That's got to be read by editor, and he's accepted that as well. He's let that go. Well, we're not going to agree with you, I, I think. You know, just call yeah, it. I mean, it, yeah. listen, listen I, I, I would certainly hope Chris Boyd, uh, as I said earlier, is not suggesting that somebody should, should have gone and and hit, smashed Callum McGregor and made his injury worse and uh, I, I think Chris will probably expand on what he, he meant by that but uh, in terms of, of, of going and competing maybe maybe he feels that maybe he feels that Rangers sat off Callum McGregor too much and should have been more physical um, I, I, I don't know it would, it would be up to, to Chris to, to explain but I, I don't think for a minute He's wanting somebody oh, to go and I, smash I, I Callum McGregor. He did, because Callum McGregor played with his pipe and slippers mm-hmm. on, didn't he? Yeah. During the game. He did. Barry, do you think Chris would come on? Can we invite him just now? Let's try and get Chris. See if he'll come on. Because we're always fair here in Go no, Radio. I'm not just sticking yeah. up because he's one of my friends. Oh, yeah. If I felt he says something that I wasn't happy about, I would say something about it. But I honestly don't think there's any malice in it. I don't think he's making a, a point that somebody should have gone out and scalped Callum McGregor in the face. Nothing like that. I just feel maybe he's thinking that Callum McGregor just... He walked it, didn't he, the game? Yeah. Nobody got close I to him. He it. ran the game. Yeah. All right, Paul, we will, we'll see if we can get him. I mean, I don't know, Friday night. Let, let's try and get him. Joe, you were on the media conference today and we are getting into a situation, you know. Was it Chris Sutton and Neil Lennon not in it? Uh, Ibrox and that was embarrassing a couple of months ago you know on BT and they did it from Celtic Park and when Andy Walker I think Davey wasn't allowed uh, at at Celtic Park get a grip right at the top Michael Nicholson at Stuart at Rangers Douglas Park whatever the chair come on this is the the lifeblood of the game and I'm not taking away I think Chris Boyd would have to answer what he really meant by that by that comment but to ban people 
and say, be careful what we wish for in this country. All right, thanks, Paul, for your call. So, Barry, where, where will we go from that one? Because uh, there's quite a lot of people in the socials. The Celtic, a lot of the Celtic fans are really, really unhappy about this. And... Uh, well, it's up to Chris. Chris is going yeah. to have to clarify exactly sure. what yeah. really well, exactly what yeah. he meant. That, he's going to have to. He's going to have to. Only one person can clear mm-hmm. it up, and that's that's Chris Boyd himself. And non Boydy, I think he'll do it as soon as possible. I think he would also. As a, I think he would have a hell of a lot of respect for mm-hmm. Callum McGregor. And I'm talking about Chris Boyd here, yeah. watching a, a, a fellow professional play the way Callum McGregor mm-hmm. did, mm-hmm. and be brave enough to go out there with, with a double fracture. Mm-hmm. I'm no doubt Chris Boyd is full of admiration for Callum McGregor. Uh, 100%. But it made, but me, it made me felt that, that, that Rangers allowed Callum McGregor to, to run the game. Mm. I, no, I we, were, we were speaking, but I mean, I was, um, we have been in the team in the starting 11. Mm. I'm thinking to myself, it must have just been bad bruising or whatever. And then finding out today that he's actually got two fractures mm-hmm. to play in the game with two fractures. Um, it's a big heart, Matt. Mm-hmm. It has. There was so much in the game because you know it wasn't it wasn't a controversial. The controversy was in the performance of Rangers and the performance of Celtic. And Rangers were it was their poorest game in a long, long time. And Celtic probably their best, Davy. But it just wasn't yeah. Callum McGregor that nobody get close to. Nobody get close to Anybody. any Celtic yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. That was the problem. We're going to try and get Chris or get a response because to be fair to him, that's the only way. And we I'm will sure know. he will yeah. know him as I do. I'm sure he'll want to clear it up as quickly as possible and stop all the, the nonsense that's getting written about it. Okay. Paul's just gone, but Paul, thanks for that call. Freedom of speech is really, really important. Well, we had uh, freedom of speech today with Ange Postacoglu and uh, GVB. So the uh, Celtic manager was asked about the levels. Can they maintain this? I don't see why not. I mean, you, you kind of go through the season sort of trying to continually create new benchmarks for ourselves and, and try and create new levels for ourselves. That's that's the constant message, a constant theme. Um, you know, we've never sort of set out a clear goal in our mind of, you know, the kind of team we want to be. We, we leave that sort of hanging to see where it takes us. And, you know, when you set down a marker, as we did against a good opponent, um, it shows you, well, you can play at that level. And that's what, that's what we should be seeking, um, yeah, moving forward and, and also improving on that. He talks sense, Davey, doesn't he? Yeah, he yeah. does. I mean, I mean, it would be very hard, I think, to to reach that standard again. I think, yeah. I think I said it on Wednesday night. It's the best forty-five minutes by a distance that we've seen from Ange Postecoglou's side. Um, they going going forward. I, I think he's now in a position where he's he's got a terrific squad of players now. He, he can rotate. Julian, who I was surprised wasn't on the bench the other night, maybe he's pulled up again with another problem. Mm. I think once they get Julian into the team, then Celtic don't really have a weakness. Left centre-back for me is the only only question mark in the team. And if, if they can get Julian up to speed, uh, I think the strength of, of, of Celtic squad, um, I, I've got the odds on favourites to win the title now. Have they peaked yet? That's what he was asked today. My view and, and has always been that I try and coach a team to peak at the end of the year. Um, that's always my teams. Traditionally, that's how they they are set up in terms of our training, in terms of our playing model is let's peak at the end of the year. Now, the reason for that is because my history in football was in Australia where 
to be a champion, you had to win a final, grand final at the end of the year. So you had to be playing your best football then. And I've maintained that throughout my career because I think that's when, for the most part, things get decided. So in an ideal world, we'll be playing our best football um, come the end of the year. But, you know, obviously there's other factors that, that buy into that, whether that's injuries, whether that's, you know, player absences, so those kind of things. But Every week we, we're kind of giving some feedback to the players on a number of fronts of in terms of their progress and in terms of the potential to improve. It's going to be some season, Barry, isn't it? And uh, interesting, you said, well, you know, he thinks his team will peak at the end of the season. Have they peaked? <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I don't think MD's going to run away with it. Yeah. No? Yeah, no chance. Um, and I think there's going to be drop points mm-hmm. from now until the end of the season. Um, so, listen... It's it's going to be an exciting run, and that's what you want. But yeah. you don't want like last season Rangers twenty five points. The seasons before that, Celtic dominating for mm-hmm. that lengthy period. Um, it wasn't good for me, but this makes it exciting. This is what you want in the Scottish game up here. Two teams going head to head, and you remember on the you know the, the the back of a six two defeat was it, and then a turnaround the next time you played Celtic. Yeah, you scored five. Yeah, we won five one. Yeah, so look, it's one of the the games. It was just so poor from Rangers, just so unlike them. Um, And as I said, I'm expecting a response. You've got to give a response back because that's what the fans will be demanding on Sunday. All right, Davy Proven, Barry Ferguson, we'll get your predictions for the game tonight, tomorrow, and the weekend. with the Taxi Centre. Taxi Trade. Exclusive savings. No hidden fees. Search for your new taxi today. Let's go. Let's go. As we look forward in the final section to the weekend fixtures. So, Arbroath against Kelly tonight. We're going to go straight into it. Uh, Barry, what do you reckon? Who's going to be happier? Derek McInnes or Dick Campbell? I'm going to go with Arbroath because they're at home. Are you? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to surprise a lot of people right. I, yep I'm, I'm going to go over them because they'll, they'll be the underdogs mm. come on I'll be the favourites I'll be at the behind our broth but I just just the way yep. the season's going for our broth and Dick Campbell yep for me our broth won the game tonight Davy, what do you reckon? Well, my heart says Kilmarnock yep. I hope I hope Kilmarnock well, no disrespect to, to our broth but I want to see Kilmarnock back in the big league and they've been really ambitious getting Derek McInnes in um Depends on the weather up there tonight. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Abroath, uh, there are times where there's oil tankers running aground outside Gayfield and they're still playing football up there. But... <laughs> and that's in July and August. <laughs> the pre season. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Listen, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it was a draw, but I certainly yeah. hope Kelly can nick it. Okay. And tomorrow's games Dundee against Ross County. So Dundee now, Barry, bottom of the table after St Johnson got that. That could be such an invaluable goal last minute the other night. So what do you think, Dundee against uh, the county? Um, I'm going to go a draw yeah. in this game. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it's got a draw written all over the top here. Um, and I'm going to go a boa 0 0. Is it? Zero. Yep. There's a few of them the other night, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Davy, what do you reckon? I think, I think Ross County will win it. I've been saying for weeks yeah. that, that Malky really has turned it around. I think you saw evidence of that against Rangers last weekend. Um, and they're a good side away from home. Mm-hmm. I think Ross County will win it. Okay. Hibbs against St Mirren. So, Davy, what about this one? Well, so Jim Hibbs talking about Lee Griffiths. Lee Griffiths is a free agent, so he can, yes. he can still. He yeah. could, St Mirren could still sign mm-hmm. him in time. Yeah. I know he's talking to various clubs, but. 
Queen's Park in Falkirk, apparently. Yeah. yeah. But what a chance that would be for him, wouldn't it, to play at St Mirren? What do you think, Lee Griffiths? We don't know, do we, really? Um, but who, who do you fancy, Hibs or St Mirren, tomorrow? Mm, Highbees. The Highbees, high yeah. Yep. Sean Maloney not getting it all his own way. I mean, a draw the other night, Barry, wasn't a great game. What do you think tomorrow? At yeah, Easter I, I'm going yeah. to go for another surprise here. I think St Mirren will win. Yes. You're going for yep. the Saints, mm-hmm. yeah. They're in right good form. Mm-hmm. Good. Just now, so yep, sit man for me. So I'm just checking. I'm right up to date with the, uh, the, the the table. I'll give you the full table in just a, a second or two, because St. Man have done well in the past month. Livy against Aberdeen. So, what can you predict with either of these, Barry? You're never sure, are you? Yeah, yeah. but Living, Livingston have been going pretty decent until midweek against St. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Again, for me, it's a draw, one each. Yeah, one, one each. Yeah, bank, bank a draw for me as well. Yeah, which isn't good enough for Aberdeen. Um, you know who should be competing for top four. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't see them taking all three points. St Johnson against Dundee United, Davy. Well, hopefully um, the, the results St Johnson got a few days ago is, is them turning the corner. Um, Dundee United, but I, I thought played well at Celtic Park last weekend. Um, I think St Johnson might nick that. Barry. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with St. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, they've got to take confidence for getting that three points. Going to a tough place at mm. Livingston. Um, so I think it'll be a close one, but St. Johnson will just nick it. Are they staying up, St. Johnson? Yeah, exactly. I think they will yeah. stay up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's made some good signings in the, the January window that has obviously strengthened them. He's made a few changes because he wasn't happy, obviously. What's going to be on in the last few months? So, yep, St. Johnson will win that game. Davy, who do you think is going to go down? I still think Dundee. Dundee, yeah. Yeah, I still mm-hmm. think Dundee. Um, the Lee Griffiths thing hasn't really worked for them. Um, Jason Cummings didn't really work for them either. No, um, no I, I think Dundee are going down. Barry, is it Dundee for you? Going down? Yeah, yeah, we think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. On Sunday, at the other end of the table, the forty million pounds we've got it up here in the Go Radio Studio. Uh, who is going to win the title? So one point in it. Motherwell Celtic at one thirty. Here is the manager speaking about the short trip and the match against Motherwell. Sunday will be a tough game. We all know um, away from home, Motherwell are a good side. Um, um, you know they they got ambitions to to stay in the top half of the table. So I'm sure they're going to test us out, but. You know, that's what we've been doing from day one. Um, so, so again, I, you know, I haven't sensed or I didn't feel I would sense that I needed to come in and sort of address some sort of major shift in attitude around the place because what we did the other night is what we've been doing for quite a while now is overcoming a, whatever challenges put before us. And he spoke about the culture at the club. I think them, you know, the, the environment is driven by them. You know, they, they come in every day. I'm not in the dressing room. So, you know, they, they hardly see me during a day apart from training and so forth. So I've always said it's it's what they want it to be. And, and um, you know, you, you're quicker to get to success if, if there's a common bond within them. And, um, you know, that's what they're doing. Joe Henry was there at the media conference, Davey, and asking mm-hmm. him about you know how they celebrated the other night. You could see mm-hmm. the, the, the the togetherness of that team. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the, the the Japanese influx has been absolutely crucial. Uh, I think the, the 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 Japanese signings will win the league for Celtic. We're talking about Hatate. Barry mentioned mm-hmm. a, 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 an incident in the game where Ryan Kent would have been through had Hatate not come back sixty yards. Maeda when he came on, he 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 was closing down the the Rangers back four on his own. 
Celtic had dropped off by that time. But the guy's energy, we know all about Kyogo as well. And the, the Japanese players have brought a, a, a real work ethic to the club that's going to serve them well. Scoreline on Sunday, what do you think? I think Celtic will win by a couple. I think they're on the crest of a wave just now. They couldn't be in any better Nick Celtic by a couple. Barry, we've gone nearly two hours and that's the first mention of uh, Furuhashi and Kyogo. What do you think on Sunday? Yeah, listen, I think Celtic are obviously going to be fully confident with that, certainly that first half performance. Um, and again, I think they'll, they'll, um, they'll go to far part and they'll come out as they always do every single game whether it's home and away mm-hmm. they do not change and for me yep I think they'll win the game 3-1 and is there more to come he was asked Matt O'Reilly's three games into his four games into his Celtic career Mario um, Atate Jack and Marcus um, most of these guys are you know five or six months at the beginnings of a new cycle a new way of playing so there has to be improvement we have to improve Absolutely. If we want to be, achieve and be the team we wanted to be, in for this year, if we want to be successful, we have to be better than we were the other night. And the story now will be how do Rangers react in front of 50,000, uh, mainly of their own fans, up against Hearts. And the manager is talking about the, the style. He's going to stick to what he well, likes. Of course, I believe in my my way of playing. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's easy to say now it's working. And, you know, in the first eight games, I didn't hear about that. So... It's very easy to say it now, but uh, I believe in the system. But we need to uh, make sure we are keep doing the things we, uh, you know, we uh, we always did, and those are the basic things. You know, to uh, to track back, to to make sure you mark your man, uh, to get the aggression. You know, the, the 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 moments we can go forward, we have to we have to take them. You know, I, I'm sure if if we have those things um, back or or do much better than we did the last couple of games, we'll be fine. Will they be fine, Barry? And how many changes do you think for Sunday? I think there'll be a few changes, um, three or four changes. But listen, Rangers will be pumped up. They've got to be mm. pumped up. Um, they've got to be full of energy and they've got to take the game to hearts. Um, and they've got to win, plain and simple. They have to win the game. And I think they will win the game. I think they'll win the game 2 0. Scoreline 2 0. Yes. Um, uh, Ryan Jack, he starts for you, would you say? Well, you hopefully think? he's getting yeah. through unscathed. Mm. Um, certainly looked that way um, finished the game as I said brilliant to see him back on the pitch big player for Rangers he'll be starting if he's he's um, if he's come through training Di- Diallo found it tough the other night didn't he Deep- yeah. and he wasn't on his own You know, he didn't really get into the game at yeah. all is he back for you if you were choosing the team on Sunday and I guess yeah, it depends on Ramsey is he going to be in I'm not sure I'm not sure Diallo will start I think the occasion was just too much for him the other night and that's maybe no surprise you know, he's 19, he's played very little first-team football despite the huge uh, transfer fees. And I think Robbie Nielsen will have watched the game the other night and thought, we can we can go and have a real go at Rangers at Ibrox. He'll know that if, if they can get through the first 15, 20 minutes, the, the, the crowd will get edgy. I don't think Hearts will ever have a better chance of getting a result at Ibrox, and I think they'll get a result, but I, I, think, I think Hearts will get a point. Do you think the Rangers' bounce yeah. isn't going to come on Sunday? Yeah, I think, I think yeah. I think Hearts are really good. Nick, they've got forward players who can who can get at that Rangers back four. Um, they've got a great chance. Um, Hearts Hearts for me won't lose again. But the Rangers players must be hurting, Barry. They, ha- they have to get a bounce. They have to. It's, it's, listen, they can't drop any more points. They can't. So they need to win the game, mm-hmm. and um, it's important that he picks the right team. And I think he will. I think he'll be. He'll, he'll, you would have looked at that game on Wednesday night certainly in the first half you'll be keeping an eye on people during the training sessions 
and he'll pick who he thinks the ones that he can rely on in Sunday um, so for me I've got to win the game if you're, if you're sick Alan Barry you're not getting fed up sitting yeah, on the bench he's, he's watching playing, this Davey, I'm just, do you know what I was yeah. ranking my brains there about who's going to play the front three for me picks itself Sakala, mm-hmm. Morelos and Kent mm-hmm. that's the three Sakala, I mean we've been mentioning Ryan Jack but he did show something energy a ball yeah. carrier yeah. Um, he had a desire about him um, the only problem is as we spoke about Wednesday Davey I'm unsure what his best position is mm-hmm. where he's through the middle where he's in the right where he's in the left but that's the three that I think he'll go way up top because Celtic 57 points Rangers on 56 if it was a draw Rangers obviously would be on 57 Celtic would go on 60 if they win there um, and look what happened last year your final thought on this week then Barry from the Rangers point of view they need to show a marked that, improvement disappointing yeah. but listen that's uh, it's in the past now you can't dwell on the past you've got to look forward and that's Hearts at 4 o'clock on Sunday um, and if I'm the manager or I'm a player in that dressing room I'm expecting training to be bang at it and um, ready to go Sunday and for Celtic Davey a, a week the, the fans will yeah. long remember yeah yeah, fabulous performance on the, the biggest stage of the lot and I think the psychology of that one as well um, Celtic couldn't be in a better place right now I think Postacoglu will be saying to them you know as of Thursday morning look yeah it was great it's gone though it's all about Fur Park and if Celtic are up for it uh, I think they'll win with a bit to spare good luck tomorrow at Peterhead Barry yes. thank you Davey we'll, we'll see and hear you Sunday, Sunday on the special Go Radio Football special one until six along with Craig Moore Stevie Lennon is up next after the news thanks for this week everyone the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre online on the phone or at the dealership in Darnley, Glasgow let's go, go. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.